You're listening to Strictly Business Podcast with Lindsay Williams. It's Monday, so it's time for What's News with Katie Katapodis, who's the co-founder of Nala Media in Johannesburg and, of course, ex-702 Talk Radio News Supremo. Um, Katie, I think the big news from my point of view, certainly with a business leaning anyway, was the investment conference hosted by President Cyril Ramaphosa, and there's been mixed reviews. Some people are optimistic, other people are cynical. How did you view it? Well, I viewed it, Lindsay, with cynical optimism. <laughs> Is that a cop-out? No, it's not. It's actually very well put. Go on. Yes, with cynical optimism, because the reality is we want to be very optimistic about reinvestment in South Africa. And the president pledged a whole lot of really exciting things. And at the same time, though, we're currently looking at the landscape as it is and where we are. And that does raise a few questions about how pragmatic it all is. So I do I do think it's going to be a bit of a wait and see game that we'll have to uh, that we'll have to play at the moment. But I am cautiously optimistic that it will not all be for naught. And actually, a lot of what has been pledged will come to fruition because South Africa needs it. Our economy needs it uh, more than ever at this stage. What have you seen other than that? That was my little South Africa take for the week. But what have you seen over the weekend in the weekend press? So, of course, a lot of focus, and I hate to rub salt into a wound, uh, Lindsay, but a lot of focus oh, on the Bok no. Victory Tour and what's happening with the Springboks because they continue to go um, from uh, province to province, essentially, yes. uh, holding up that Webb Ellis Trophy and really, really enthralling South African crowds with their one. They're on an open-top bus. You've got Captain Sia Colisi at the, at the top, and it really has become a bit of a frenzy in South Africa. Today, they're are on their last stop in Cape Town. They were in Port Elizabeth um, uh, yet and basically did a whirlwind weekend tour of South Africa with the most magnificent images, I must tell you, coming out of, of, of South Africans, very young ones, I must say, who are just looking at this team in absolute awe, saying, I want to be you one day. And so there's been a lot of good energy and vibe that has come from this. And again, South Africa has needed this. You know, some from, from an investment perspective, to go back to our previous story, we've really yes. needed an investment boost. But at the same time, you know, South Africa also needed a psychological boost. We've been in the doldrums for a really long time um, with a lot of difficult stories making headlines. Um, gender-based violence, femicide, uh, domestic violence, state capture commission, so we needed this breather in this very hard news cycle. Yeah, so let's hope that the whole concept of rugby team and a very, very diverse rugby team, I think five different languages within the 15 that were playing against England a couple of weeks ago. I just think it, it is, but... We, we have to keep the momentum going. That's the thing. We've, we've, we've seen this before and it's all sort of fizzled out. But if we can just maintain it without going on open top buses every day, do something. I mean, there, there should be talks. There should be tours um, of, by, by the players after they've had a well-deserved rest. There's, there's some sort of leverage I feel that we need to maintain here. Absolutely right. And I think we can also start focusing on, on rugby at school level. We can start looking at how we can develop sports and, 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 and school level not just rugby, but soccer, I think it raises a whole lot of questions about what we're doing within our education system to really foster this love of sports um, amongst our, our young men and young women in this country. So there's definitely something that we should do. Can I enthrall you with another good news story, by the way? It's a Monday, so I need all the good news I can get, Katie. Away you go. <laughs> 
So, so um, moving away from the hard news agenda, as you and I normally discuss, Lindsay, did you see the KFC proposal? No, I didn't. Tell me. Oh, my goodness. The story has captured the imagination of South Africans, uh, the country over. So, essentially what happened is um, a man got down on one knee in the middle of a KFC last week yes. and proposed to the woman of his dreams. In the KFC? and. In a KFC. Now, a very, very horrible and cynical person took to social media and said, oh, my goodness, but South African men are broke. And if we've got, if we can do no better than KFC, then actually, ladies, we've got no hope. (laughs) This was not taken well by millions of millions of people in South Africa who all rallied in support of this KFC couple. And if I tell you what has been raised for their wedding, you will absolutely faint. It is gobsmacking. How much? Everything from, well, it's, it's a whole variety of things. It's the venue. It's the makeup. It's the clothing. It's the shoes. It's several honeymoons. It's the cows to be slaughtered. Standard Bank has said, if they bank with us, we will give them, I think it was 300,000 rand. Come on. I promise you, it has been one restaurant chain after another. It has been clothing chains. It's been food chains. Everybody has come to the party to say, you know what? If you want to be cynical about this, this man proposed to a woman in the KFC, um, we're going to show you what true love really means and how we can all come on board. There is a whole long list. You'll find it on social media. Just I think just uh, just just type in KFC wedding mm. or KFC South Africa proposal, and you will be absolutely shocked at 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 uh, what has been raised for this couple. It goes into the hundreds and hundreds of thousands. Very good indeed, lovely. Hopefully they'll do something with it. I mean, they'll be charitable and won't keep it all for themselves. But I can imagine that the catering is going to be very very simple to work out. I, I think it'll be a few buckets there. <laughs> Well, you know what? They've got they've got a whole variety of things to choose from, um, and in fact, they've been not just one or two, but but dozens of offers for exactly the same thing. So this couple now needs to sit down and get some very uh, serious work done. Who's providing the suits? Who's providing the wedding dress? Videographers were were offered. Photographers were offered. The DJ, very famous DJs, by the way, offered to play at their wedding. It mm. has really, really captured the imagination of South Africans. Very good indeed. Well done, and, and great free publicity for KFC, of course. I must say they, they managed the social media extremely well and there are lessons to be learned there. So when this video went viral of the KFC proposal, KFC tweeted, help us find this couple because we want to surprise them. That was the first tweet. Mm. And following from that was that tweet of, oh my goodness, South African men are broke if they're proposing in a KFC. So kudos to the KFC marketing and social media team for actually seizing the moment and and making the most of this. Yes, very good indeed, Katie. Let's go overseas now if we can and get away from all this feel-good stuff and bring ourselves back down to earth because I'm watching at this moment in the corner of my eye. There's some very, very violent protests going on in Hong Kong now. There was, I don't know if you saw the footage of that chap who was shot at point-blank range in the chest with a live bullet by a police a riot policeman, and he's in a critical condition now. I certainly now. did. Have you seen the one as well where the person who was pro-China was doused in petrol by one of the protesters and set on fire? Did you see that around about an hour Dramat- after? It's horrible. 
I, I did horrible, horrible scenes coming out of Hong Kong. And in fact, if you saw Carrie Lam's very ominous message saying, you know, they're at a tipping point now in Hong Kong, it's something that we should all actually be watching with great, uh, well, I've certainly been watching with, 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 with distress, watching these scenes unfold. Yes, and it worries me because um, at some stage, President Xi and the Chinese authorities are going to say, right, that's it. That is enough now. We've done it before in Tiananmen Square. You know what we're capable of, mm. and they will do it because it is now getting out of hand. It's been, what, 23, 20? four weeks since these protests started back in June, I think it was? Mm, half the year, essentially. Yeah, exactly. The other thing I just want to talk about today is it's Armistice Day in the United Kingdom. Well, it's Armistice Day in, in Europe. And just, just looking at these chaps, there, there are very few World War II veterans left. Obviously, no more World War I veterans left, but very, very few, just a handful of World War II veterans left. And I just hope that they can keep this day going because I remember my father who, was, um, who fought in World War II, my late father, and he was very, very quiet about it. He never sort of boasted about his exploits, and his exploits were quite considerable. And I just... I, I just think that we've got to keep this going and, and remember that these people fought for our freedom and without them, who knows what sort of world it would be today. I think you make a very important point. And in fact, there are always lessons to be learned, Lindsay, um, particularly when it comes to very, very dreadful events like wars. What lessons could we learn and where are we now as, uh, well, where is the world now, actually? That, for me, raises some alarm bells. Yes, indeed. And there are certain people who didn't fight in wars. They're in positions of authority at the moment that um, uh, perhaps could learn some lessons themselves. Mm, very much so. Katie, thank you very much for your time, as always. That's Katie Catapodis, co-founder of Nala Media, and that was What's News. That podcast was proudly brought to you in association with sharenet.co.za. Visit strictlybusinesspodcast.com and subscribe to receive exclusive content straight to your inbox.